0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. How's it going? Man, just uh, running crazy about you. uh, Yes. (laughs) That's all I can say.
1: I hear you. We had a busy weekend, didn't right. we? It I, can't, like give I too much, can't give too much away, but it was busy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, seemed, it seems like I saw you every day. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> the <weekend>. We were <laughs> busy raising funds for the men's club and for the kids' sports at yeah. school and stuff, so it was all-day fair of cooking uh, pork shoulders and ones.
0: Yeah, that was busy Saturday, yeah. but it was for a good thing, and always enjoy doing that and being out there with the guys and fellowshipping and getting to grow in our faith together over there at the parish, but... Yeah, we, you know, Father Martel, one of our friends, his uh, 65th birthday That's was right. today, and we celebrated that last night, too, so kind of went uh, from from Friday after work till Sunday up t- <laughs> almost until work today, you right. know, doing something or other. I think but. I
1: worked harder the weekend than I usually do Monday through
0: Friday. <laughs> hey, if you're his bosses, he's just kidding. No, they know that. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but before we get started here in the show, I just want to take a moment to invite people to become a patron of just a guy on the pew podcast you know we got the mugs in over the weekend i don't know yeah you saw it saturday yeah my wife brought Very one cool. up and yeah so those things are nice there's no new uh stoneware mugs they got the logo on them they're just really proud of them they it's turn out like really green well. and blue kind of blue. yeah it's so green I mean, and bluish yeah. and the logo kind of hangs off the side uh there it's, it's just really good really nice uh coffee cup there but Basically, some people have been asking me, what does it mean when I become a patron? And what that means is that patrons provide monthly support from anywhere from 5 bucks all the way up to $250 a month, whatever they choose, that allow us to grow this podcast to bring you more great episodes and interviews. So right now, for instance, we're working on some new things that need your help, like a video version of of the podcast you know we've talked about that for a little bit and we're starting to get bits and pieces of what we need we have to wear makeup and everything oh you you might like, have to i look good powder <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> our cheeks and yeah. stuff like that. No. no i don't know i haven't gotten the that glassed, far
1: into it you no know, the the uh, light shine on our foreheads
0: yeah, for i don't 14's. i don't know if anybody uh anybody comes near me with a makeup pad i might have to cancel the whole video idea <laughs> anyway. that's okay with me yeah but no it's you know we're putting together stuff like that um and, and also the interview shows and and some of those, you know, I want to be able to take care of people and, and and, and you know, uh, contribute to to them for their time and things like that. So that's going to help with this, um, putting that video version of the show together. But also, like, you get awesome stuff in return. Like, not only are you helping the show grow and, and do more things and reach more people and evangelize, but you get awesome stuff. Like I mentioned the mug a second ago. The koozies, the metal koozies to put your beer or soft drink in should be in the next week. Uh, the Columbia shirts are awesome. You know, they're not only great shirts, but the logo looks good on them. You know, the hats, all of that stuff is just, it's neat stuff to have, it supports the show. Um, so you get that stuff, but also the exclusive content. You know, we've, we've been putting out some things every week that dives deeper into the episodes of the podcast. As we get into those interview shows, we'll also have extra uh, parts of the interviews that are included for what, you know, people will see um, out on the mainstream stuff. There'll have be some exclusive uh, portions of those interviews that will be for patrons only. So if you don't want to miss any of those, just, just jump right in and start supporting. We appreciate it. Um, you can do that by going to patreoncom slash pew or going to just a guy on the and there'll be a link there either way. But no matter how you get there, we thank you for taking the minute to look at it, deciding if you might want to support. And if you do, we thank you for your uh, support and the contributions of your hard earned money. So thank you for that. Now yes, this you. week, I'm excited to get into this show. Um, again, the Lord uh, put some people in front of me in the last week or so that that really helped me um, get an idea of what he might want us to talk about this week. You know, we've talked about comfort a couple weeks ago. We talked about training and the need for it and how St. Paul um, points us towards what we need to do to grow in our faith as disciples. But, you know, the one thing that that I've seen a lot that people struggle with, that most men really come up and ask me a lot about is, Uh, how do I grow further in my faith? Like The biggest thing that I I see a lot of guys have trouble with is they're they're all about following Jesus, right? Like I wanna do the right thing, I wanna be morally right, I wanna live as a good husband and father, all the things that we want to be good people. But there's one little phrase that is hard for people, and it rolls off the tongue, we say it all the time, but it's very hard to do in our lives. And that phrase is, thy will be done. You know, that's the most common hurdle I think men face when trying to follow Christ. You know, we say it every time we go to Mass. It's easy to say, but it's hard to mean. You know, and I had a guy uh, over the course of the last week come up and start talking to me and he said, how do I live more for Christ? You know, and I said, you know, I told him, you gotta get serious about your faith. You know, you need to go to confession, you need to go to Mass, you need to pray more. And he said, okay, well, I go to confession, I go to Mass, I pray all the time. And then I said, well, then you got to surrender your life to Christ. You know you've got to you got to align His will to yours, and that's when He threw His hands up. There He goes. I, I I can't do that. And you know, and I asked him. I said, Why? And He said, Because I just I I'm not comfortable giving over that much control. I'll do everything else that's asked of me, but when I have to give up that control, is when I just I can't do it. I can't figure out how. And His question was even in the beginning masked by talking about how does He bring other people closer to Christ. You know, in in the in that beginning of that conversation, he was talking about, I want to evangelize. I want to talk to other people at my work. I want to talk to people in my life who I can see aren't following Christ. But I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make them move from here to there. And so I started to talk about that. I said, well, it's nothing you do, right? You show up and you talk to them. You listen to them. You follow the promptings of the spirits. But ultimately, it's it's God's decision on what's going to happen there. It's It's the spirit that works through you. And what we came around to was at the end of that conversation when we started to talk about and and I don't mean this in any other way than just sharing what he said to me, but he said, John, like you adamant you adamantly live your life for Christ. You do this, you do that, you do this. And and he said, How do you do that? And I said, You just have to surrender every day. And and that's when he kind of I started noticing that that the way the conversation started about other people really circled back to where he was and not knowing how to go further in his own faith and it seems to be such a common stumbling block for men is is I'm great following Christ up until I get to the point where I got to give the keys to the bus over you know I got to go sit in the passenger seat and see where this thing's going and that's where most men um just have the most trouble getting past it, it's we want to um to follow Christ until we aren't in control of the decision-making anymore. And then we just want to back off or stay in the same place that we are. Uh, what you're talking about is kind of like that dilemma of power versus principle.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we're all kind of maybe placed in a, in a position in our lives where we have power and influence. And yes, power and influence can, can supersede principle principles sometimes because I don't care what people think. I want to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. but But as faith, man of faith, you have to have principle in everything you make, you decide, even if it may take some diminish some of that power and influence that you had originally. And I think that's kind of what Christ is saying is, like, give me your power that you, you know, falsely think you have, because all power comes through me and my Father, right? So when you give up that power, quote-unquote, that we think we have, and follow the principle of faith, right, by doing anything opposite of what we're supposed to be doing in our fleshly mind, then guess what? You know, we actually gain real power through Christ, meaning mm-hmm. that we 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 follow His will, and we have no um, disagreement of that. You know, mm-hmm. once we get to that point.
0: But see, I think that's a problem. I think most people don't want to hedge their bets on that. You know, they want to say, "Oh, I know Jesus promises peace and all these right. things to the other side if I give Him control," but. I kind of like where I am right now, and I kind of like being in control, and I like making the decisions. And I, and how do I know that I'm going to get all that if I if that's, I surrender that's to that's why him, those
1: guys and, that's why guys many of us have the problem of of totally giving our lives over. Yeah, that's that's the crutch. Yeah, we need you throw it away,
0: and it's it's the fear. Like I mean, you yeah. could see it in men and everyday things. I mean, like a guy doesn't want to give up the remote. You know, yeah. he doesn't. You look around. You know, you know, there's a lot of guys who will not get in the car and let their wife drive anywhere. And I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that. It's just the fact of so many guys like to be in control all the time and i fight that in my life i, I kind of want to make the decisions and i want to kind of steer the bus and in in, in in all things in life you know and i have to fight that every day and it starts with with the relationship i have with god like each and every morning but and the conversation i have with them but the problem isn't i don't think with men the desire to follow christ i think that's there i think most men it, 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 you know, if you were to ask them honestly, they'd say like, yeah, I want to I do whatever I need to do to go to heaven or to be what he needs me to be. The problem is though when you get to that point of when Jesus says, okay, follow me, but to follow me, you got to give up control. Right, well, like the rich man we talked about, right. I mean, he had to give up his power of wealth because mm-hmm. he always rested on that comfort, right? Right, yeah. and, and you can see like, some of it is, is just the phrasing of a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. You know, words like surrender and give up and submit they scare men you yeah. know because it means that i'm not in in uh i have no say in what's going to well, happen it's anymore it's almost like they diminish I'm, they think they're diminishing their ego right uh, and point. their pride their pride, their pride, their pride yeah. is a big part of it too is that uh, you know if i i can do this better than anybody else or i don't yeah. need any help or i don't need any guidance all i got to do is follow this list of rules and regulations that you know the bible gives me and then i'll be good right but no, christ wants us to have that full surrender it's it's easy to say that I follow Jesus, but it's not easy to actually do it. You know, we talk about that on here all the time. So, you know, a lot of times, guys, they get scared, you know, with those with those phrases. I mean, and guys don't want to admit that again because of pride. I'm not scared of anything. Well, all right, then let Jesus control your life. Well, um... You know, I do a pretty good job in my own life. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. No, what that means is I'm freaked out by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out by the by the notion that something or someone else will be in charge of what I do on my daily basis, and I need my schedule, my routine. You know, all this stuff. And if any of that changes, then then my whole world goes all you know goes full tilt or whatever. But the 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 thing that Christ promises us over and over and over again is, look, I know it's, I know you're scared. I know it's hard. I know that you think that you have to have your arms wrapped around everything in your life every minute of the day. But I promise you, you cannot sustain that in your life. You're going to fall into addictions. You're going to fall into into things that you don't need to have anything to do with because you cannot sustain the pressure of trying to run your own life all the time. And so that invitation is not, you know, in a lot of guys' mind, I think I think it's this whole, I've got to just be submitted on my knees and like, I can't do anything of my own volition in, in any of that anymore. You know, I'm giving up my free will. Well, no, Jesus is asking you to make a choice based on your own free will. But the thing that he's saying is not this, like, I'm taking everything from you. I'm helping you offload the things that are that are beating you down. And I'm going to give you everything you need to have that joy and that peace in your life that you've always looked for. So the difference, and it's really, with men, like, what I see is that mark in the road where everybody kind of gets to and it's sort of that cliff. Like, all right, I just got to... Like in the Indiana Jones movie, the last, or not the Leap last Leap of one. faith, yeah. Yeah, the one with uh, Sean Connery, The Last right. Crusade or, last, or whatever it was. No, no, it was, um, it was a cup
1: over there. Yeah, but I think it was yeah. The Last Crusade
0: was what it was called. Yeah. But he gets to that point where he's got to, like, cross this chasm or whatever, and, he, and he's sitting there going, like, well, how am I supposed to get across this? And he takes some some dust and throws across there, and all of a sudden the bridge is illuminated. That was after he made the jump. Though. Yeah, it was after yeah, he put right, his foot down right, first, and yeah. then all of a sudden it became uh, obvious to him that mm-hmm. that this bridge was hidden in the way the other side of the of the uh, right. cavern looked like. We know our 80s and movies, by the way. Right, that's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> so except for titles, apparently. <laughs> that's we, right. We, but, but no, like it, that's what God asks us to do. He asks us to just take that first step out there, that leap of faith, and then trust in Him. But so many of us, we can't do it. We just can't get past the fact that I'm going to um, lose everything or I'm going to be out of control. So um, but th- but that's the thing like aligning our will to Christ is what separates us from being fans of Jesus or followers of Jesus. Yeah, true. It's really where the rubber meets the road. you know I mean, if you if you were to cut the church or all Christianity in half, I would think that the majority of it or in in slight a slice, I should say. I think the majority of that slice of, of, of pie or whatever is going to fall on the whole, I'm a fan of Christ. And this isn't a judgmental thing. I think we just look around the world and you can see. But then there's a there's a, there's a smaller slice of folks that have given their life so vehemently to the Lord that you can see it like right? with everything that they do and every way that they live. And I know it's because they've been able to get over the hump of thy will be done. It's, it, they've been able to get past this point of I'm gonna lose everything and start to see I'm gonna gain everything and I think that a lot of guys we feel like we have to we have to it's got to be 100 percent or nothing like I can't just start to slowly trust God and start to slowly give him more and more like we just got to dump everything off and say Lord I give you everything and all right I'm full in that's not the way it works for any of us I don't think I mean you know I was in a weird place in my life because I, I was at rock bottom not everybody gets those but i think there's a lot of people in their life that learn this over time because they start to surrender and submit little things along the way instead of trying to eat the whole cake at once that's usually with anything in life where we get scared and we run the other direction because it's just too much but god is always inviting us each and every day to surrender things to him to to give up control here and there we just have to be we just have to listen but a lot of times we don't take time to do that Um, We're just caught up in the fear of losing things, and that's what keeps people from finding the peace that Jesus desires for them. We blame him because we halfway follow him and we don't get the reward of joy and peace, but it's us that are the problem, not him. You know, it's our lack of trust, it's our fear of of losing things that's the issue, not his willing to give us more than we're ever gonna give up. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, I had a story written down or, or something to jog my memory about a story um about this very thing you know when i was a kid growing up i loved playing basketball and i was about as big around as a mop handle you know most of my life Uh, i was tall for my age and but i was always a naturally good basketball player playing you know i was an nba guy but i mean i was a a good ball player and from young age i was too i wasn't strong enough to shoot the way you're traditionally supposed to shoot to take the ball and let you know i'm right-handed to you know put the, lay the ball resting on your right hand ball. And, yeah 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 and put yeah. your the T formation with your other hand mm-hmm. just to hold it there and shoot basically with one arm the other to guide it I wasn't strong enough to do that and my dad always told me i needed to do that well i started shooting from the hip you know and just cuz that's where i could get power enough to get the ball up there from a long distance or period when i was younger and i got really good at that you know i could hit shots from anywhere and i was one of the best players on the team at that age but there came a time where my dad was like, all right, you're getting into another level of basketball now and you're gonna to have to learn to be different. You're gonna to have to learn to, to, to give up that that way of doing it. And I was like, no, I'm not. Dad, I'm good, you know, I know what I'm doing and look, look, I could hit a shot from here, I can hit a shot from there, I can hit a shot from everywhere. And finally he just looked at me and he walked over and he said, start shooting. And he began to put his hand about chest high over my right side. And he either blocked the ball, knocked it out of my hand. I couldn't get it around him, period. And I eventually had to change the way I was doing what I was doing. It was hard, I didn't like it. I spent an entire summer going, why am I doing this? I'm already good at what I'm doing. I'm already good at this. Why do I have to give this up? I don't have a six foot guy guarding me when I'm in fourth grade, You know this is ridiculous. But he was trying to teach me there's another way and you've gotta give up this control of where you wanna be right now. You're going to grow, people are gonna get better. This isn't going to work anymore in your life and he did me the favor of showing me that. Now it was hard, Uh, I hated it. I remember that whole summer I was outside and I couldn't get the ball hardly up to the basket like that. Uh, When I did, I couldn't figure out how to get the right rotation on it. It took a whole summer of toiling and, 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 and just being upset with not being able to do what I used to do in the manner that I used to do it. But I gotta tell you, once I figured it out, my game went to a whole nother level. I was able to play better. I was I was able to have different shots than I used to have. And I say that because in that situation my dad was kind of like God the Father is to us. It's like, "Look, I know you think this is the way, but it's not. Like, I know you want to control this and you're comfortable in that realm and you want to be here because this is good, but I'm asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to relinquish things that seem comfortable and seem right and have been good for so long and give me more. You know, allow me into your life more." And it's so hard for us. But that when I was thinking about this today, that's all I could think about was that, you know, that summer in my backyard with my dad, just trying to show me something that was good for me. Right? He was trying to save me a lot of heartache and yeah. and and being behind the eight ball. You know, when when I got to the age, and if I hadn't listened to him, sitting there struggling with other players that had, had made the changes they needed to make to make, you know, to be better. But um, that's the way God the Father is always trying to prod us, and we think it's for our own good. Like That's how I remember being mad at my dad. Going, why are you doing this? Like, aren't you proud of me? I'm good where I am. And he's like, yeah, you're good where you are, but you could be better. You could be so much better if you'll just listen. And and that's what God says to each and every one of us all the time, we just have to stop and listen to him.
1: So what you're saying, you're shooting from your hip, pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, to, that, and that's kind of what a usual prayer is. It's yeah. like, we, we, we pray when what, we're in trouble, or we're like, you know, I'm, things, things are going good right now, I'm just gonna pray real quick, thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. But like I said, I think what you're going off what you're saying, and is that when when we're taught new shots, you know, yeah. by our faith and being more in tune with the spirit. Like for me and us, you know, being Protestant raised mm-hmm. and now becoming Catholic, the whole flavor of the pers- the spectrum of prayer revealed. I mean, amazingly to my eyes, with novenas, especially rosary, and and spending time with Christ in the Eucharist, and you know, just praying and you know talking to Mary I mean it really it was like a like a, I hate to say a new shot but it was a new way to pray yeah. you know and 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 I was blessed by that and I think a lot of us we like you're saying we're 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 doing the same thing over and over again and wondering why God isn't blessing us or wondering why we can't grow right because we're not changing that shot
0: right and that's it even with all what we talked about last week with the training I mean I had spent years growing up perfecting that shot I had and trying to be the best basketball player I could and yet, there came a day where a coach, my dad in that sense, uh, said you need to do something different. And that's where we run into that wall. You could train all you want like to, but at a spiritual mentor? Right. Is that what we're playing? Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, so you could, I mean, you could, you can do all of these things necessary. You can read your Bible every day. You can go to mass every day of the week. You can pray for hours on end. But if you never fully surrender to God, if you never give that control over, then you're not going to become what He wants you to be, and it's not going. You're not going to experience that peace and that joy that allows you to remain what He wants you to be. Um, there's a reward that's waiting for all of us, but we've got to get to that place where we can let God steer the boat. You know, drive the car. Whatever, whatever metaphor you want to give there. And so as we always do, I want to talk a little bit about that um, because I can speak to my experience of how uh, I've been able to, to give him more and more control in my life every day. Now, I'm just like everybody else. I struggle with it. There's days I don't want to do it. There's days that he asks things of me that I'm just like, Lord, I don't want to do that. I, just, I, I know you want me to. I, you're making it glaringly obvious that you want this of me today, but I don't want to do it. And eventually I just have to surrender to what he wants. But the things that I've found helpful in my life to, that helped me start aligning my will to God's, was offering my day to God first thing in the morning every day, and I know I've said that a million times on the show, but that's really the truth. When I started getting up every day and making it a point to say, Lord, I give you this day. I don't know what it's gonna hold. I don't know if it's gonna be a great day, a bad day, a mediocre day, if good things are gonna happen, bad things, but either way, I, I, I freely open my, myself and I'm trying to align my will to yours so that whatever it is 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 done the way that you want it done, that the things that you've particularly asked of me or or you want my involvement in that that it's a yes from me, um, even if you aren't sure. That's the thing. I, a lot of people um, are afraid to do it. I think because we don't have the certainty of knowing what that yes is going to be for, right? Like I don't know the question, so why would I give a yes? Like I I could wind up in a pretty bad place, but that's where the trust comes in. Like God's not going to put you in a bad place. He's just asking you to trust him and give him that yes without having to know the answers before the test, right? Like so, um, you know, start using in that prayer in the morning words like submit, surrender. I love saying things to the Lord like, God, you know, and it freaks you out at first, but say like whatever you whatever you want in your life in my life today. Like it's your it's your plan, it's your day, it's your uh, design. And I just want to submit myself to it. And I may kick myself in the rear later for saying, okay to this, because you know, but because it may not be good. But at the same time, I know at the end of the day, no matter what comes my way, I've done everything I know to do to open myself up to that. Um, another thing here, give him permission to take control of your life. That's something that we don't ever a lot I don't say we don't ever, but a lot of people I, I notice don't do. Is all right, I'll give him permission to do things, but not But not to have full control of my life um he doesn't need your permission but he will never take control of your life without you freely giving it that's the thing that we have to figure out about god that's what free will is is he's going to sit there and he's always going to offer a choice i interviewed uh peter dr peter Creep, the other day and he talked about he was talking about suffering and he said god has in one hand uh my will be done and you'll have joy your will be done and you'll have suffering. And he goes, and we're all insane people because we choose the suffering or because we choose our own wills. And so God's going to give us that choice every day. We just have to con- continually ask him um, and give him our permission to come into our life and take control of it. Um, when we do that, God will freely enter your life. He's not going to wait a half a second. He'll start to come further into your life with that with that invitation. Um, ask him to use you. You know, that's another thing that I forget to do a lot. Um, and I hear it in sermons and homilies and other people say it, and I try to always incorporate it, is ask him to use you. Offer him everything that he's given you. You know, um, whatever you have is at his disposal. That's another thing I try to do is, God, you gave me all this. Whatever gifts I have, whatever money I have, you know, my family, anything that I own, anything, period, in my life is free reign. Take and use whatever you want. It's scary, but God has never... The thing is, he has never taken, he's always given. You know, he takes... He, he might borrow, he might use for a little bit, but he's going to he's gonna repay you with stuff 10 times over that is worth more than whatever it was you offered up to him, I can guarantee you. Ask him for just enough light to see the next step. Rarely do we see the whole road, but he gives us enough to keep move, keep us moving in the right direction. That's the thing, we all wanna know more. Yeah, God, I'll surrender, I'll give you control, but I need to see where we're going when we're getting there. I need to be able to map it on my GPS, find out where I've been, how to get home. If I don't like this, I need a spot to turn around. But God is not gonna give you that. He's gonna give you enough light to see the next footstep. And he's gonna ask you to trust him from that point. And that's where the submitting and the surrender comes in. So that we never need to, to demand things of God, like I need to know the whole story, but just to be okay with it and say, Lord, I'm okay with whatever you do, just let me know what that is in small doses. Um, The last thing I would say is get comfortable with silence. God comes to us in the whisper, not the noise. You know, so often we wanna tell God what we need and all this, we've gotta get quiet and we gotta listen, that's the only way that we'll ever know his will in our life and be able to submit ourselves to it. And then frequent the sacraments so you can grow in relationship with him and learn to hear how he speaks to you. He speaks to every one of us differently, so what we've gotta do is take that time, be quiet, practice in prayer and and just submit over and over again to God. If we do that, I guarantee you he's not gonna leave us out there alone, he's going to start using you the way that he, uh, he has designed and had planned the whole time. And you're gonna to start to see blessings and joy and peace in your life like you've never seen before. Because you're gonna find whatever purpose he has in your life and he's gonna use you in a mighty way. He does that with every single person I've ever seen that's been able to achieve this. So, look, I know this is a huge thing that guys struggle with in particular. It's hard. It's scary. Uh, Men don't like to give her that control, but I promise you if you do, you're going to find a peace and a joy like you've never experienced in your life. So let's ask the Heavenly Father for that right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, you want more than anything for us to be in real relationship with you. In order to do so, we have to align our will to yours. Help us to shake off the fear of giving up control of our lives to you. And Father, whenever we at, you ask us to surrender our own plan, wants and desires, let us respond with a resounding thy will be done. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.